This is a HeadGum Podcast. While Andrew and Craig believe the joy of discovery is crucial to enjoying any well-told tale, they will not shy away from spoiling specific story beats when necessary. Plus, these are books you should have read by now. Welcome to Overdue. It's a podcast about the books you've been meaning to read. My name is Andrew. Maybe you've noticed that I'm not the guy who normally says that part, and it's because Craig still isn't here. That's right. He still has a newborn baby, and he is still taking a break. And by taking a break, I mean he's not podcasting. I do think he's probably not sleeping as much as he would like to be right now. But yeah, this is our last episode of Spooktober 2022. We hope that y'all have enjoyed all of our thrills and chills this month as much as we did. Uh, our friend Natasha from the Unspoiled podcast joined us to talk about uh, The Awakening, which is number one in the Vampire Diaries series by L.J. Smith. You're going to hear more about what we think about this book here in a minute, but the way that I summarized it on Twitter and I stand by it is that it is like uh, early version of Twilight without the engaging and well-developed characters. So uh, yeah, en enjoy this. Uh, you can find more from Natasha at unspoiledpodcast.com. And then she's also on Twitter at unspoiled show. Uh, we always have a good time when she is on and this time is not an exception. Uh, also on another note, it's election season here in the U.S., and as we do every time election season rolls around, we want to encourage all of you who can to vote and to make a plan to, if you haven't already. Uh, we like to do retweets of people who uh, send their I Voted stickers to us at OverduePod on Twitter. Uh, so you get to do your civic duty and get some hashtag engagement, two things that everybody likes to do. Everyone wins. Go to vote.org to find more info about your polling place, check your registration, and find out if there's any kind of early voting happening in your area. Uh, also going to do a little bit of end-of-show stuff up here at the top of the show so you don't have to listen to me later. Uh, so if you want to sit in on bonus recordings, join our Discord server and a bunch of other things, uh, patreon.com slash overdue is a great way to support us and pay for all the children that we'd have suddenly. We're just surrounded by the things. Gee whiz. Uh, and then next week, we're out of Spooktober, we're out of the woods. November's here. Uh, for our next episode, my wife Susanna and I are going to talk about One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. Uh, they are apparently a book talk staple, I'm told. And uh, It's a fun episode. I, I was happy to get to talk about it. So look for the full November schedule up on the site and on our social feeds sometime this week. Okay, that's all I've got. So enjoy our conversation with Natasha from Unspoiled about the Vampire Diaries. And until we talk to you next time, please try to be happy. Dear Diary, Whoa. <laughs> what if vampires mm -hmm. were hot in the 90s? Ooh, in the 90s, you say? This is different. That was the biggest <laughs> surprise for me when I cracked open The Awakening by L.J. Smith, mm -hmm. was that it was actually from the 90s. Mm -hmm. I guess my biggest surprise is that there are vampires and there's a diary, but it's not really a... 
I mean, I guess it's about a vampire, but she doesn't know he's a vampire when she's writing about it. So it's just kind of vampires and diaries adjacent to each other, Mm. I think, but not like directly related to one another. I thought it was going to be the vampire writing in the diary. Mm -hmm. And it was not, which uh, I think (laughs) a vampire's diary would be way better to read, (laughs) frankly. But So who had ever heard of these diaries before? We have we. I don't think any of us had read this book before no. this episode, right? Okay. No. Andrew, had you any idea what these were? I mean, I I knew from like cultural osmosis that it was a like a teen drama about vampires. Okay. Just from the TV show, but that's that's pretty much it. I didn't know, and I also didn't know like his relationship to Twilight, if it had one, or if it was just like same monster, similar vibe, or or what. But it was like, you know, like a Dante's Peak volcano situation. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for me. Um, I had watched the first, like, I think three seasons of the show uh, years ago at this point, probably like seven or eight years ago, and just sort of fell off because it just started to really do that thing where everybody just becomes an evil version of themselves at some mm-hmm. point. And then mm-hmm. everybody like probably becomes a vampire, but it's like undoable. So then they're not like, you know, it just really <laughs> just did its thing over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had no idea that it was based on a book series. So when Craig emailed me and was like, Hey, or we have these few books and the vampire diary novel. And I was like, well, the what? <laughs> <laughs> and, I just got done watching the first two episodes of the show like half an hour ago because I was curious to rewatch it oh, after good. having read the book. Ooh. I yeah. told I told uh, Laura, my wife, that we were going to record this podcast, and I she watched all of the show like a year or so ago, and she was like, "So, do you have time? You want to watch the first episode again, just in case, so we can just refresh?" And I was like, "I'm good, thanks." <laughs> I remember more than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I but again, yeah, I thought it was whole cloth out of that twilight moment in the mid to late aughts. I did not realize that this was as, was older than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the whole history of the series is kind of wonky, but uh, I was yeah, I was surprised that it was not. It 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 is it feels knockoffy or it feels opportunisticy or whatever it feels like there was a, a a zeitgeist and some people made some money doing a thing, but it definitely has a I don't know I don't know that it has other stuff going on because how much stuff does it actually have going on? <laughs> Not a whole lot. Do you mean the show felt knockoffy or the book feels the the show the show? Okay, yes, because the, yeah. the book feels very like a primordial version of, of twilight <laughs> like i i did not think I, i'm like two i was what two thirds or three quarters of the way through it and i realized i had finally found the book that made me yearn for the well-developed characters and narrative oh pacing of the twilight books. <laughs> oh boy because i just feel like the people in this really are just sort of bouncing around off each other and there's not really a much of an attempt to like build an, an arc everything just kind of happens like bam 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 like i think the entire action of the book from like me from meeting the vampire boy to 
make me a vampire forever is like two months or something. If that, yeah. And it feels very, it's very compressed within that, yeah, within that time frame. And then it just ends. Yeah, and then yeah. it just ends. It ends marvelous. so abruptly. <laughs> I was reading in bed and I just, I like literally did the like, on my my Kindle, like jumping mm-hmm. ahead because I was like, no, what? <laughs> That's it. I just couldn't believe it. She just goes into the graveyard and yells, Damon, smash and That's it. credits. It's That's great. how you get people so to buy the silly. next one. I was, I mean, you know, it felt very like TV episode-y, it to be honest. It felt extremely yeah. TV episode-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let, Andrew, do you have some stuff on Smith that we should talk about? I have a little bit on the... The publication history. I'm really but. excited to hear about this. I haven't looked at yeah. <laughs> the main thing about about Smith. So she is best known for uh, these books, and then also another separate series uh, called Night World. Yes, <laughs> um, but so, so she starts writing uh, these vampire books for this this uh, imprint called Alloy. Like uh, this first one came out. What, what was the year it came out? Ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah. So she writes. These first four like Vampire Diaries books, she's like on contract with this place. And then she writes another uh, trilogy or a couple of trilogies, and then she and Alloy get into an altercation about some kind of plot twist. This is an interview that she did with a uh, with bookalicio.us yeah <laughs> which is a really good <laughs> which is a, a url that only exists thanks wow. to the internet wayback machine now. <laughs> Um, books dot read. Yes. <laughs> but, um, they got, she got into an argument with them about some kind of plot twist and they were like, well, I mean, we have the rights to these books and to your name and we don't like owe you anything. So buy you're fired. And then the two, two subsequent trilogies have been ghostwritten by other people. Yeah. And I don't know, like the politics of having a ghost write books about vampires, but that's what they decided to do. Oh. Um, <laughs> I've seen that and, episode of what we do in the shadows. It's pretty good. <laughs> and then, uh, and then now she is sort of writing yes, like exactly. Smith is writing sort of alternate vampire diet. It's, it's not quite fanfic, but it's like the unofficially licensed way that she would choose to, to finish nice. the story. So she's Do you know what the like plot point that caused this controversy was? No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> I'm so, dying now. Let me see if I can read. I found a Tumblr post. Yes. Where someone posted really an email. Like, internet archaeology trying to find Tumblr's always about. good for this shit. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is from anditsdraining.tumblr.com. Um, one of my friends who wants to remain anonymous consistently writes to LJ Smith about the Vampire Diaries. Recently wrote her a letter complimenting her on a book that was released in Australia. Her response turned out to be way more than my friend ever thought it would be. Talking about the love that Elena, the main character, and Damon have for each other in one book. Um, but authors don't go free of consequences. This is still confidential, but in my case, the consequence is that I have been fired from writing the Vampire Diaries. This She's is really upset book. about it. That you will ever see by L.J. Smith in this series. I even wrote the next book uh, and sent it to my publishers, but instead of sending me edits, they sent me a letter addressed to the anonymous ghostwriter who will be taking over the Vampire Diaries series because I wrote about Damon and Elena's love and Damon's feelings for Bonnie, too. No doubt I have been dropped from the series. And she goes on from there. Oh, I'm so mad. She's making me want to read more of these. I can't. She says in this this Bookalicious post... 
Uh, and my reaction to people getting angry at me for, quote, leaving the series. Well, think of someone taking a wee on your grandmother's, the nicest ones. Or if you're old enough, your mother's gravesite. And then think of the whole <laughs> the world as you know friends. it doing. The, then think of the whole world as you know it doing it. Think about how that would hurt in your mind and your soul. And you'll have an idea of how my left pinky feels. You don't want to get me talking about how my soul feels. It feels trash, mutilated, worse than it's felt in a long, long time. Like being, oh, well, we're not going to continue this. Seems like <laughs> Dan okay. Harmon wrote this. <laughs> but it's it's very, like she was clearly. And, and so it's so wild to me that like, like this was a pretty big success for, for Alloy. Um, I, I, it's, you know, successful within like a genre framework. It was not taking, it was yeah. not like the Harry Potter of vampire romance or whatever but you know she she wrote all these books and they did pretty well and she was never able to or like given the opportunity to like i I don't know enough about the like machinations but she was never able to like get herself some kind of like exclusivity or protection for her work and then they just kind of let her go it seems like a really raw deal like yeah i I didn't love this book but it's i still feel bad for her. the thing i couldn't I couldn't find any sourcing on this, but the like I couldn't find any more information. So she writes the first three books: the Awakening, the Struggle, and the Fury that come out in 1991 and 92. Mm-hmm. And then she doesn't write any of these books for like 15 years. Or yeah, more. the next ones come out in like the mid to late 2000s. I the think. Return wow. trilogy is starts in 2009, which is the same year that the TV show starts. So like mm. that's a huge like you know, synchronicity moment of like, oh, the TV show hit. Okay, now we can put the characters from the TV show on the cover of the first trilogy, and now we can sell the new books. Um, and uh, then we get six books, you know, six books total there, and then she's gone. The 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 first ghostwriter who, according to everything i found we don't know who that is yeah we don't have a name for her we takes, have a name takes for the over the second ghostwriter aubrey clark aubrey clark takes this so the first ghostwriter writes the hunters trilogy the next ghostwriter writes the salvation trilogy that takes us through 2014 and then you're right andrew she was writing the even song arc she's written two books of them and published them on her own and then the third book has yet to be released so hmm uh, it's yeah, very... she, said it, she said it will be released, but it's not out yet, right? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, I wonder how much it's like very cl- like are the main characters named like Helen and Steve? Like, did she really <laughs> just try and do kind of like a copy paste? Or I just really no oh, man, I do kind of like want to read now. Just out I want to know. I yeah. just feel like maybe if at the beginning of the book you were like, I'm a vampire. My name's Stefan, but I'm like different. I'm not, it's not, it's, I'm not the same one as, as that <laughs> other book. I'm a, I'm a different one. I have read the Vampire Diaries and I'm not the guy in those books. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm like very, I'm similar in a lot of ways that, and you would be surprised how similar, but I'm, I'm legally distinct from that character in the yep. Vampire Diaries. Oh, I love, I'm picturing him being really Deadpool-y and like just <laughs> yeah. fourth wall breaking all the time. Just, I know what you're thinking, but no. Yeah. <laughs> I was also surprised. I think they... Somewhere I read that they released like six books, uh, maybe not six, I don't know. They released a bunch of books from Stefan's per- perspective, like his diaries oh, that like are a the, spinoff um, of the TV show. Oh. Oh. 
that aren't. So I got like my vampire diary that I wanted eventually. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay. But different. There was other adaptation notes. Um, there was a 1996 point and click video game. Ooh. Oh my god. That seems pretty loose in its adaptation. I meant to go find a like a let's play of it before we recorded. I didn't have time. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the internet archive would be good for that too. Yep. <laughs> um, the so like. I don't know where the show, like what got written by her before the show maybe goes off on its own. I was just to pull a random sentence from the Wikipedia summaries of the different books. This is in still written by her in the Return Trilogy. I'm just going to read a random sentence here. After shooting the hologram of Shinichi with blessed bullets, Elena <clears throat> attempts to coax Stefan back to health, and Damon is transformed into a human after terrible coincidences. All right. Well, I guess the show really did take a lot of her. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was just the show doing a thing that the no. shows do. But <laughs> yep. Riverdale Diaries Ooh, over here. Boy. Like, what do you do? They <laughs> do go happening? to college. There are secret vampire societies. There were two spinoffs of the TV show. Uh, the, the, the originals. And legacies. Huh. Okay. Um, the, was it, is it Vampire Diaries colon each of those things? I, or something it? like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the the other thing I remember from the TV show is that the main character Elena, in season seven, the actress didn't want to be on the show anymore. So they had a plot line where, for one character to stay alive, they had to lock Elena in a coffin in Brooklyn, for like sixty years or something. Oh, and then I don't know they they found a way to fix it at the in like the finale of the show oh God, or something this is like amazing. that so she could show up for like five minutes mm-hmm. but she just didn't want to be there anymore and so i she desperately left. now i'm oh boy i can't believe you're making me do this you guys wow. did you get i was to excited this? to learn about this info and now i'm like mad that i know because it's just gonna <laughs> weigh get on to the, me this season natasha where they go to like an alternate universe timeline that's like a prison for an evil demon man no yeah, what season man. is that i got uh, up to like three i think before i tapped out it might be like five or six i don't know okay dude, that feels wild. pretty like five, season five or six of a tv show to me yeah. um <laughs> and you know there's from what i could tell you know we have very little we'll, we'll talk about this book specifically but like it's a very short and pretty spare story that we got to read in this book because if you're, you're right. talking about it as a tv show this book could very easily be condensed into the first part of a two-part premiere like with the break exactly what with the break between episodes right at the right at the end like there's there's not a lot to cut out of an adaptation like it already feels like it's been adapted for something and that she left a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor yeah (laughs) yep um yeah i'll just say that like if you read anything about the show the character bonnie that we're that we may or may not talk about in this book is the only like main character of color on the TV show. Mm-hmm. She is not a person of color in the book. She's Irish or Scottish or something. Um, yeah. And her gran- her grandmother still has magic powers, but it's very different than it is in the show. Hmm. Um, and I, it's my understanding uh, and my recollection that the show handles that with mixed results. Uh, and I think the main character Elena has a younger brother in the show, but in the book, it's a it's a younger sister. Not that she's a real character of any import in what we read today. Now she only exists to be like a moppet in a couple yep. of scenes, and yep. other than that, it's not really she's not around. 
The show, first of all, it's named Mystic Falls on the show instead mm-hmm. of, uh, what is it called in this? Something Fells, Church. Fells Church, Falls Church. Yeah. Um, which, sure. And Fells then, of Church, course, yes, the whole Fells town Church. has like this big dark secret history with vampires, which I don't know if that's a thing in the that, books, but. That does come up, yes. There, okay. Some of the, 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 I was checking with Laura over dinner. I was just like telling her what was in this book. She's like, "Oh yeah, they didn't change much for the show, did they? Huh? Okay. Like it's like the plot beats clearly are going to be the plot beats because um, they were just trying to put out some you know content with some hot actors. And mm-hmm. here you go. Um, so true blood the... for uh, teens. Yeah, love What's teens. CW. What if the books that L.J. Smith was writing started with? My name's Stefan. I'm the vampire that the Vampire Diaries books are based on. Whoa. And they're copying me. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Just an idea. Okay. <laughs> Just spitballing. Start some beef on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Here at Overdue, we love to celebrate Spooktober, the spookiest and scariest month, but... Did you know that not all scares are good, fun scares that you can share with all your friends? Like a health scare, for example, just just to pick one of the less fun scares to have to deal with. Uh, If it's been a while since you've been to the doctor, maybe you need to check out ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Uh, you can read up on local doctors, get verified patient reviews, and see what other real humans had to say about their visit. So when you walk into that doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who gets you. Uh, so go to ZocDoc.com, choose a time slot, and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit, and just like that, you're booked. You can find a doctor that's right for you and book an appointment that works for your schedule. Uh, I have used ZocDoc just recently to find a new dentist and a new primary care physician trying to get my health right, trying to take care of myself. And if you're listening to this, you know, you have to listen to me. That's just, that's the contract between podcaster and podcast listener is like you just have to you have to do what i say so uh go to zocdoc.com slash overdue and download the zocdoc app for free then start your search for a top rated doctor today many are available within 24 hours that's zocdoc.com slash overdue zocdoc.com slash overdue well let's talk about this book it sounds like we all were whelmed by it and whelmed yeah i had to, to be underwhelmed i would have needed to have expectations which I, didn't. I had a fun time with it even as i recognized that like i wouldn't recommend it you know mm-hmm. i didn't I hate what say, i read so i i went into this feeling like i pretty much knew what i was gonna get and i mostly got that except i was really pleasantly surprised that she's like oh but people are gonna turn into vampires and die and i was like (laughs) delighted because twilight she's just so cautious and there's never Mm. a sense of danger ever really you know and now we've got a teacher is like slaughtered in the middle of the gymnasium and i was like word Um, yeah this book is the when it decides to be violent it is violent Yeah. So I appreciated that. And I also have to say, as much as Elena in the show is clearly one of the popular girls, like it's written all over her. 
she in the book is written to be so much more aware mm. of her mm. popularity and position and so much more like conscious of the social hierarchy and her place in it and the way that she can utilize people. Yeah. And I kind of enjoyed this like edge that she had and was a little bit bummed that it seems like it's not going to be treated as I was looking forward to it kind of being like she's ruthless and it gets sort of dulled down by the end of the first book. And a I little bit. Yeah. Bit because, bummed. because she decides in her, in her love for this vampire boy to not really care about the entire high school, like monarchy situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, the, that this place apparently operates under. But yeah. she is, yeah. At the beginning of the book, she is a, slightly more sympathetic like Regina George. She is very yes. like high school queen bee. Everybody like everybody you know the girls want to be her and the guys want to be with her and ev- and and she's at the top of everything and maybe there's like one girl who doesn't like her but she's stupid and we don't care about <laughs> her. <laughs> it's so weird because we never get an explanation for that. I'm assuming in later books, but she seems really puzzled that Caroline's antagonistic right out of the gate and we never like find yeah. out anything about that yeah, and she doesn't the only thing, ask the only thing caroline ever says is like you know what you did basically, <laughs> basically yeah. like i'll never i'll never forgive you that one she says the you know what you did thing like later after the homecoming dance when elena has clearly like quote unquote stolen stefan from her mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. It, I, you're right both of you that there is something else <laughs> caroline has been wronged yeah something happened that. yeah who knows why um but yeah, I I was into the beginning of this book where she is like she's obsessed with this new boy at school and we'll talk about his weird newness, but like she wants to just she's upset that she can't have him and that it like, you know, weakens her standing as queen bee. And so I don't know, as I was reading this, you know, I can't help compare it to Twilight like it is just a different dynamic where the, you know, vampire character who might be, you know, more predatory or whatever mm-hmm. is being pursued by the human character. And she's just like, I'm going to get him. And I don't understand why I can't. Like, that's just it's a, it, it, I don't know. I don't think I've read a book, a vampire book where that's the dynamic before. Mm-hmm. Which was I, I was. um I won't say I was a queen bee in high school, but I think I could have been had I decided that I was going to like just pursue that. And I love her reaction to him not paying attention to her because let me tell you, yes, when you're used to everybody just fawning all over you and literally turning to stare. I had somebody drive in reverse down a street one time for half a block to like stop and talk to me. Okay. When somebody doesn't, (laughs) you genuinely are. Okay, what? What is his problem? Know, did, did what they know just who I happened? Am? Like what? Genuinely. <laughs> so her just being like, okay, excuse me. Hold on. I have to go collect myself because I genuinely don't even know how to react to this in front of people. I was like, ooh, I remember those days. <laughs> and there's this moment. I'm going to read this because I saved Please. this part. Um He walked right by without a glance. She couldn't remember how long it had been since a boy had done that. They all looked at least. Some whistled. Some stopped to talk. Some just stared. And that had always been fine with Elena. After all, 
What was more important than boys? They were the mark of how popular you were, of how beautiful you were, and they could be useful for all sorts of things. Sometimes they were exciting, but usually that didn't last long. Sometimes they were creeps from the beginning. Most boys, Elena reflected, were like puppies, adorable in their place, but expendable. A very few could be more than that, could become real friends, like Matt. I am so here for this energy. I just yeah. wish it was like carried through more because she just becomes so obsessive. And I wanted it to continue to just be like, because she was slighted. And yeah. instead yeah. it becomes eventually like, I have crossed oceans of time to find you kind of thing. And I yeah, was like, right. Oh, mm-hmm. bummer. Okay. Yeah. Cause it, it starts in a place where she's got more, it's like a strong, stronger character traits than than Bella. Definitely like more to to grab onto as a character. But then she kind of ends up in the same like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will. I, my parents are already dead, but if they were still alive, I would kill my own mother to be with this vampire boy. I don't, and I don't care what I have to give up, what I have to like throw away. I this is all I want for literally no reason. The, yeah, the she's like the first half of the book. I would I would definitely spend more time with that character. Like I would read more books about her. Well, there's, she... there, there are references to like Stefan and, and Damon being interested in her because of that. Like, yeah. Defiant, mm-hmm. like streak, whatever it is. But then, but then in, in the book itself, it seems like it kind of fight, fades away around the halfway point. Yeah. Well, and like once, once he saves her from that attempted rape at the homecoming dance in the cemetery, um, because she's upset that she can't dance with him, so she goes to spend the night with Tyler, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, once they then get together, then yeah, then she is just subsumed with being with him. And I I did appreciate that she would just does just come out and be like, I don't, why do you hate me? You won't look at me. Like she's just, yep. she won't take no for an answer. She just mm-hmm. really, that kind of is, and then once he gives her the answer, she's like, oh, you're just a sad puppy boy. Okay, <laughs> and and it's like the book doesn't unpack why she might you know be that way. Like mm-hmm. a, a a book that was interested in that might be you know dive into. And I think the show the show certainly plays up the fact that her parents are gone way more early on. I think mm-hmm. it like sets her up as this person who's a little more isolated at home and makes her a little more like you know willing to dot to invest deep in a relationship like this whereas elena in on the page no she just wants just wants what she wants she wants her conquest (laughs) yeah yeah um Um, and i really like the there's a couple moments where when she first goes up to him at homecoming yeah and it says uh she had never been so sure of her power she knew she was beautiful (laughs) and let me tell you I'm going to be 38 in two days. Mm-hmm. Oh, I miss this so much, kiddos. <laughs> Fuck. It used to be there. I used to have a power. And it's mm. so frustrating. Because, like, look, dudes have this to a degree, but it's just never going to be the same. When women have been stripped of so much power historically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how you look has been like a mainstay of where mm-hmm. our power can come from. If we're mm-hmm. lucky enough to have been like gifted and then you begin depending on it. And then it begins to slip away just as you start to realize like, Oh, 
I could really have maybe leveraged this a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, there was something like kind of lovely about just being in her head with her knowledge of it in a way that I had occasionally. It's the same sort of like little moments of her going, oh, wait, I look really good. A lot of the time I was just convinced that I was like hideous and fat and all these things that were not true. But there were times mm-hmm. where I knew And so I enjoyed that part a lot. And I think maybe that's part of why when it goes away, I was so sad because I was like, oh, but I was getting to like relive that. And now you took it away from me. Yeah. And Uh, she's just like, (laughs) our friend Margaret says something similar, like looking at old college photos is like, we were so hot and we had no idea. No idea. (laughs) Truly. I wish I had been a stripper. I would have cleaned up. (laughs) I really just there's some regrets around that for real. Well, and this, I mean, this is kind of what uh, centuries ago, Catherine, the other girl that Stefan loved, was saying when she's like, hey, I'm a vampire. I will be young forever and I will never die. Can I, you imagine? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll be young forever. I'll never die. Uh, d- subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> it's going to be... <laughs> I remember as a kid when people were like pursuing immortality in books, I was always like, that just seems really lonely. Everybody you know is eventually going to die. And now Mm -hmm. as I'm older, I'm like, so? (laughs) I'm still here. Fine. Like, I I expect for the world to stop once I die. And that'll be the end of everything. And that's Mm -hmm. how it should be. You're right. (laughs) Word to the wise. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about the Stefan's entrance into the book and the other thing I was surprised by was how early the book was like let's just tell you what Stefan's deal is yeah yeah that was very different to me we tune in on him like eating a bunny right isn't (laughs) that like the first thing not the most like sympathetic he's he's, like eating a bunny and like hypnotizing a like an administrative assistant (laughs) to to get into high school and that's why this, this is the case in Twilight 2. Why high school? If I were going to be a vampire and I could pass as like early 20s, you just do the first two years of college over and over again. Because like a lot of nocturnal people, a mm-hmm. lot of opportunity to drink blood with a high alcohol content. Mm. Like why? True. I just don't. Why would you do high school? I don't know what the allure of it is for, for these people. <laughs> Andrews really thought this out. I like it. It just There's- makes me upset. There's also nothing in yeah because like we zoom in on him at start and he's in like a, a t-shirt and jeans eating a bunny thinking about how he's gonna ingratiate himself to this small town he's never been to before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the later books reveal. I know the later books reveal that they are like aware of the supernatural and vampires and stuff. I recall a stronger thing earlier in the show that like the Salvators have an estate in this town and there mm-hmm. there's history mm-hmm. this is like he's in a boarding house he's just like in a place for this some is reason. the part that yeah. really surprised me because i thought i was imagining it and then when i went back and rewatched, it makes more sense to me in the show he knows elena is here and has seen her and comes for her huh. pretty much mm-hmm. he is like targeting her from the beginning and there's no aloofness he approaches her and makes conversation whereas in this it's just accidental there's no history that i know of so far and he just stumbles across the doppelganger to his lost love and it 
it, it's just all such coincidence. And I was yeah. sort of mm-hmm. like, wait, really? It's just supposed to be like he didn't even used to live here before because the boarding house in the show is owned by his uncle. And mm-hmm. it's like they're historically their property, his family. Yeah. And this is just some strange old lady that I have to imagine is going to turn out to be something. She's, she's, she's like got, a witch. She, or... Yeah, she's got she's got too many. The, the book pays too much attention to her and like yeah. the specific brand of weird that she she's is. She's not bothered not enough yeah. by how mm-hmm. strange he is, but yes. she mm-hmm. is aware that he's strange. Yes, mm-hmm. there's a sort of mm-hmm. knowingness to it of just yeah. like yeah, all right, I'll let you keep your little secret, but yeah, it's not exactly. really like yeah. We're, and, and we're both going to pretend that we don't know, but we both know. Come on. <laughs> And and again, like we haven't read further on. So like, yeah, I think you're right, Natasha. Maybe she gets revealed. I do think that the like the there is a version of the long lost Catherine that comes back and is evil. So like mm-hmm. maybe there's some behind the scenes puppet mastery stuff happening. I think the the thing that's going on in this book, right, is that like some of the violence that Stefan is worried he's causing may or may not have also just been Damon doing it, his evil mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just the book isn't. Yeah, it's it seems like it's like kind of opaque enough that like in three books, she'd have the wiggle room to be like, aha, it was this person. But on the page in the first read, it's like, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's the, the Goodreads page for this book is is littered with with one and two star reviews. The, the general vibe of which is I don't usually say that the adaptation is better than the book. But huh. yeah. in, this, in this case, like in, and maybe it is. Yeah, Craig, like you said, maybe it is that the show can pull forward some stuff that gets revealed in, in later books that, 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 that makes might be the a huge world part. have more like texture, but it definitely could, seems like, yeah, the, the setup for the show seems more compelling to a lot of people than the setup in the book. Yeah. And I feel like we also have been so inundated with vampire content uh, <laughs> that we have a much higher expectation of lore than we used yeah. to because it's just been done so much that you need to have like something different. And probably the show, once it starts like years and years after the book was like, all right, well, obviously we can't just like do what the books did because that's tired, mm-hmm. which this definitely felt like tired to me as I was mm-hmm. reading it. I was a just like, bit, yeah. maybe when it was written, it was everything. But because well, when it is felt inter- like when it, is it interview was, with the vampire, um, I think I feel like that was it's in a similar time frame, right? It's, it's like that, early 90s. that book is the 70s, the 70s. Oh, okay. And then oh, the, wow. okay. the movie is in the 90s. The, okay, the movie is what I was thinking about. Yeah. But I, I, it was, I, I did get a hint of, and, and maybe this is because I, as I was reading it, I sort of knew that it had come out in the 90s. It did, it did feel. Like I, I could sense how it was a like a progenitor of a lot of the modern like vampire stuff mm-hmm. rather yep. than like copying it. But if you just read it, like no other knowledge now, you're like, oh, this seems like Twilight light and yeah and there are like a couple of vampire tropes in here but they've kind of been written around. Like he has this special ring that means he can go go outside in the daytime. Um, he can drink animal blood instead of a person blood and, and be fine, even though person blood is really good for you as a vampire and it's yeah. what you need to maximize your magic power. I have to yeah. say, I really loved that because like mm-hmm. in Twilight, evidently, even though it like tastes like shit, apparently, you can just be a vegetarian vampire, so to speak, and 
it's fine. It's not going to like be a, an issue for you health wise or power wise yeah. or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it's the just fact yeah. that it's like a genuine disadvantage. He gets <laughs> slapped. He gets by Damon. Yeah. This man picks him up over his head like Bane. And just like breaks him and takes a, a bite out of him and chucks well, he, him he across. Says, he says like I'm I'm as powerful compared to you as you are compared to humans. So mm-hmm. like don't even try it. I'm it's into great. it. Love it. It does make me wonder. Like in the Twilight universe, there's got to be some vampire entrepreneur who is out there making you know impossible blood that tastes <laughs> it tastes that, just wait, like human that's true blood. blood. But it's not. That's the true. That's the true blood thing, right? That's the yep. oh, Stackhouse thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have like a several different brands and there's one called like Hot Shot that's a red <laughs> shot or something and that's like the trashy one that you get which is it's like oh it's the yeah fireball we don't of, of exactly blood, fake blood. Well, and there's just one that's called that like uh, Blue Blood and that's Whoa. literal royalty mixed in. They like get paid Whoa. a fee to donate their blood and have it mixed in with like the uh, synthetic blood. You would think that their blood wouldn't taste very like royal blood is sort of infamously. Uh, Listen, not I'm not great. a blood connoisseur, so I'm <laughs> so I'm not going to comment on this. But I think that we can all sense Andrew's really thought. No, I'm just I'm just talking it, str- strictly I'm... about you know the, mm-hmm, the way sure. that, that people were were wed to each other in royal family. We need to read Andrew's diary and find out Jeez. what's going on in there. Uh, also, they got about like this in my the, diary. The, the, like when you get more vampire power, you're like you can dominate people's minds, which is how he gets into Robert E. Lee High School. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also you can dominate other vampires' minds if they're weak. Also, that's also wild to me. Usually, yeah. vampires are like immune to that, and the, yeah. the fact that his brother can do that, I was like, oh, that really changes the game. Yes, and yeah. you can turn into an it's animal. It's too bad that the book ends like five pages after ah! that confrontation happened. <laughs> <laughs> And but I also like the and I don't remember what other because I don't remember how, like what the Buffy rules are or anything like that. I like the okay. So the way this works, as he explains it, is if a vampire feeds on you and then they give you their blood, also it like makes you feel cool, but you don't turn into a vampire unless you die with vampire blood in your system. Right, right, right. Which is just so specific. Yep. And it prevents it from being this, like, you know, virus thing, and it makes it way more, like, intentional. It's I, like, so if you're, weird because it's not... If you're trying not... to turn someone, you have to set up a whole, like, yeah. you know, Rube Goldberg thing. <laughs> and it's just really, because I don't feel like that's, like, explained super well. It's not. So, because well, I, I thought at one it was point, just a, he gets, a, like, stabbed yeah. by his brother, and he's like, and that's how I died. And I'm like, didn't you die, like, two Dad, days ago? Still, like, like, alive, no. <laughs> Yeah, it was just really confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but it's, it's, I think in Buffy, it's more of a disease thing i don't even think in, in buffy that they do the like sucking and counter sucking thing mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm. it's just like you get bit by a vampire and then you turn into a vampire like werewolves yes uh-huh and then yeah this this one is like you have to get bit by a vampire and then you have to drink the vampire who bit you's blood which is which is yeah twi- how, how it works in twilight but then there's a thing where you can apparently just kind of like, I guess your antibodies will just like pass the vamp- <laughs> the vampiric yeah. thing if you just like, keep living for long enough, which feels exclusively like it exists to make that 
and then I died cliffhanger work because it only comes in right there at the end and yeah. it doesn't match up with anything that we've been told about anywhere else in the book so far. Doesn't in Twilight, isn't it just that you have to get bitten because they're like venomous, which is so wild. I don't know where she got <gasps> yeah, that. Cause but... he, well, yeah, because he sucks the vampire venom out of her, doesn't he? Yeah. Hmm. So I don't think she even needs to drink his blood. No, what, I think Buffy I, I, might the... have bite and be bitten rules. I don't know if it, I know something has bite and be bitten rules. It might anyway. be the original, like Dracula stuff. But. Yeah, I don't know. And in True Blood, you have to be drained to death. Like that's how you're oh. turned. Is they mm-hmm. have to completely pull all the blood out of you, feed their own, and then bury you. Mm-hmm. And it takes Whoa. a few days, and you like yeah. dig yourself out again. Yeah, I, I think the, the when we read Carmilla a couple of weeks oh, yeah. ago, that was the. It was a similar thing where like a vampire could suck you dry and then you would die and then you would become like a like a vampire zombie later after you had died already. <laughs> so, mm, okay. We don't get a lot of information on this in this book, but I do know f- the way it's depicted in parts of the show is that like vampires won't die unless you kill them in a special way. So what most of the vampires do to each other is just like lock them up so that they can't eat any blood and then they just get like super weak and you lock them in a box. Like that's yeah, just yeah. how they like take care of each other and it's really messed up. <laughs> but, yeah, torment yep. basically. Yeah. And they have in Valerian the, in, in the show as well, which is a thing that's supposed to keep vampires away, which oh, I don't yeah. know if that ever really? comes into this series, but it's basically like the opposite of catnip but for vampires huh. and you can Vampire put it in your gone. water and stuff and the, if they like <laughs> that's right. it's just weird yeah it's like fluoride it's like a yeah. it's like a it's like a flea collar you just like put it, <laughs> put it around your neck and it keeps it's basically away. that like they keep mm-hmm. vials around their neck quite literally and it by the time you get like several seasons in and it's revealed that basically the entire town knows about vampires almost everybody <laughs> seems to know Valerian is just all over the place. Like, it just becomes such a thing that I was starting to be like, how is any vampire going to get anybody at any point anymore? They could go anywhere else than this one town. I guess that's true, but they don't seem interested, (laughs) frankly. Okay. So the back half of this book, she hooks up with Stefan after the dance. Um, That whole thing happens. She just, it's just like, there's no... My problem with the timeline is that she sees him and she's besotted with him. And then, and then they like have this, this moment at this dance, this high school where it like exclusively dances and other big event, like social events. Mm-hmm, happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like we like get a, a homecoming. Movie. Yeah. We get like homecoming and a Halloween related thing all within the same two months. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how homecoming and Halloween works though. <sighs> but I don't remember there being like a big Halloween dance. Or it's a like fundraiser. House it's a gym. Halloween okay. haunted house fundraiser. For what? What are they raising for? Blood donations. For? I just made that up, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it works. <laughs> but they they finally like have a hookup thing, sort of, where where you know Stefan's been ignoring her this entire time, and then she comes up to him and she's like, "Why are you ignoring me?" And he's like, "I'm not ignoring you. Actually, I'm 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 besotted with you." And she's like, "Great." And then literally like 10 days later, she's writing, oh, I feel him drifting away from me. And if I don't get him back tonight, it'll never happen. It's like, you've known this guy for 10 minutes. What are you talking about? Well, this is, these are teenagers though, or she Mm -hmm. is anyway. I know that's the case, but it just is too, it's still too much. (laughs) 
I don't know. <laughs> okay, I, so I found it very dissatisfying. She comes up to him at the dance. Like she tries to be like, do you want to dance? Ugh. He's like, I do want to dance. And starts to like sort of reach for her hand. And then Caroline like jumps in and is like, oh, hey, um, stupid dress. <laughs> and you're ugly. Bye. And she walks off with him. And then uh, Elena gets like really pissy. And she's like, you know what I'm going to do is punish him by doing something he won't even know about. And I'm going to go <laughs> with these random drunk people to the graveyard. Mm-hmm. And... She runs into some real trouble there because Tyler has gone too far and he tries to force himself on her. Mm-hmm. And then she gets saved by Stefan. Makes now, no sense. Stefan has previously chased her in the graveyard and taken her ribbon from her hair off her mm-hmm. neck. And then mm-hmm. bit a homeless guy. And then bit yes. a homeless guy. No one cares about this, man. That's, I made that note in the thing. Is like, well, at least he bit somebody who society doesn't care about. Everyone <laughs> treats it that way. Yep. And then when she eventually goes into this little box that he has in his room, and he has made it clear he doesn't want her going in there, and she's like, lol, I'm doing it anyway. There is the ribbon, and it never once occurs to her, oh, I was really scared by something pursuing me in the dark that night. Maybe it was this dude. It yeah. never even, like, I'm sorry, but as a teen girl, I would think of that because this is, men are dangerous, and we know that from very early on. Well, and there's, this, a, and there's that later scene where he, where she, you know, they're at this, it's this separate dance slash social event, <laughs> and he leaves and she like goes out to follow him and she sees him just like snacking on some doves. Like one is like dead on the ground Mm -hmm, and he's mm -hmm. sucking on another one. He's got blood all over his face. And she like briefly drained on the ground. Very briefly has an appropriate reaction to the situation, which is, I don't know this guy. We've never had a conversation about anything. Yep. He is a monster. I am in danger. I should go. Yep. And I just wanted there there was like none of that. Like at least in Twilight Bella I think was I mean it's partly because there was that big info dump where she like goes over to her house and like the vampire dad doctor is like let me tell you about the last 400 years of everything that's happened between <laughs> me and this family that I have gathered around me. But I just it you see, you get like that scene of them like admitting to each other that that they are into each other, but you don't spend any like there's no like sparkly vampire grove scene. There's no scene mm. with the two of them like relating to each other mm-hmm. as like I don't want to say living things because I think that's kind of a gray area, but you know, sure. conscious beings. Yes. And then this one, you like get that scene and then Elena's like, well, we had that one night, but now he's drifting away from me and now I'm just really bothered by it. It's there. There's no, it's not about the, the like abruptness of like high school emotions and like the, the strength of those emotions and those feelings that you're kind of having for the first time so much as it is like, there's just nothing here to grab on. I think yeah. Yeah. as far as a relationship between the two of them. As you dive into it, Andrew, I, I, I'm coming around to that opinion. I, initially, I was like, yeah, it's a breezy book about teens, whatever. But I think going back to what we were saying a few minutes ago of like kind of liking the parts of I certainly like the parts of the book where she is more aware of high school conventions, her own place in the hierarchy, what she expects from men and what she expects you know, she's able to accomplish to then have that, to have it not be more explicitly, as you're saying, Andrew, about like 
fickle teenage romance. Mm-hmm. I'm missing like initially I was like, oh great, this is kind of a breezy read. Now I'm like, what if like fifty more pages that just kind of like yeah fleshed some stuff out yeah just a little bit more this is my problem with most romance stories and i don't mean like just romance novels i mean if you put a romance storyline sure, in anything sure. it will so often just be like oh he was really hot you don't understand mm-hmm. so hot like so he had hot. these jeans and like he moved <laughs> the certain way and he like smiled the certain way and it was just he was so hot i just really can't quite get it across to you how very physically attractive i found him repeatedly and mm-hmm. i'm like that's all delightful but can i have anything about his personality because i have known <laughs> a lot of hot bad people mm-hmm. and and it, i just anything you know and the the first time they kiss <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna read this too you guys i have a lot highlighted okay please um i think i know what you're gonna read and i'm looking forward to it elena felt stefan's lips meet hers and ellipses it was as simple as that all questions <laughs> answered all fears put to rest all doubts removed what she felt was not merely passion but a bruising tenderness and a love so strong it made her shake inside it would have been frightening in its intensity except that while she was with him she could not be afraid of anything she had come home this was where she belonged and she had found it at last with stefan she was home now, okay, look, <laughs> maybe. maybe. Let's just say, sure, yes. Sure, maybe. But the issue that I always have with this is how much media is written like this or mm-hmm. presented on television like this, which gets people thinking that if they love someone enough, it's just going to be about emotion mm-hmm. and just feeling away. And love isn't just being affected by an emotion that's out of your control. Love is a series of repetitive actions. And to just have him, she says to him, I love you after they've kissed like twice. Yeah. And the kisses were preceded by like 20 minutes of very timid, tenuous conversation. Yeah. I am not getting it man yeah. you know and i've been a teen and i know how like completely overwhelming it can be and i definitely buy it in terms of like a girl this age feeling this way mm-hmm. but i don't want to read about a real girl <laughs> i don't want to read about a girl like how she'd actually be i don't want to read about the way i was that's for damn sure <laughs> so well, I, re- it- I, I i love that description of love because some of those repetitive actions are more fun than, than other ones. <laughs> I, did you just make a dick joke? But it's, but it's like, <laughs> but it's, it's the, you know, the, the sum total of all of those repetitive actions together is, is what love is. And it's like, yeah, you, you can have one smooch and it could be really good, but I don't know, maybe don't like, don't throw your whole life away over this. Also, he's not a teenager anymore. He's a centuries old creature. He's like 500 years old. My my favorite thing about Stefan is that he is specific. So so by the time you meet Edward and the Collins, they've kind of renounced whatever like societies they came from. Like I, mm-hmm. I think yeah. Carlisle mm-hmm. was from 
Italy or somewhere like way back in the day, but he's not. But the thing about Stefan is he's an Italian vampire, and every once in a while he's just like, Mamma mia, these yeah. high schoolers. <laughs> did you, either of you, do the audiobook? No. no. <laughs> I did in some parts, and let oh, me tell boy. you. Is there this, voices? This woman does Ooh. not know what Italians sound like. <laughs> it was all over the place. And she decided that Stefan's accent should be like markedly different from Damon's. Mm-hmm. Instead Ooh. of just having them be at different pitches so that you could tell who's who in a conversation, right. they sound like they come from entirely different places, which, what was, you mm. know, they split up and, and go different ways for hundreds of years. So maybe they would sound really different, but it's jarring. They're almost Russian. It's weird. That part where the two, where Tyler and the other football boy are preventing Matt. Uh, yes, Matt. Come on. No, Matt's the good football boy. The other bad football boy. Oh, the who, other bad football boy. Is Sam name or something. Um, when they're blocking boy, bad football boy sounds like they're a blocking really, like, Stefan from getting movie. to class, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, scoozy, scoozy, jacuzzi." And I'm like, "What is happening? <laughs> you idiots. I forgot about that. But you're right, Andrew. He does do he like when he's really upset. He just yells like bocce court or something. Like it's really what are Dick we t- is doing? The, is the bad uh, Tyler and Dick are the bad football okay, boys? Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. And then Matt is the good football. The boy. the whole when she kissed him, she felt like home thing. I think also the beginning of the book is so rushed because it has that like little thing where she like comes home from France or whatever. And doesn't feel settled in her house. And I was like expecting it to dive more into the fact that like her parents died and she doesn't feel like she fits in anywhere or doesn't mm-hmm. have any roots or something. And so now she finds home in this other guy. And like, yep, in a, in, <laughs> if we took more time, we would get there. The idea is there. She's, yep. When she do, has that scene where she goes to sit at her parents' graves because she doesn't know how she feels about. It's it's all wrapped up in like yep. how she feels about being ignored by Stefan, yeah. <laughs> but it does it is like oh I you know I, I I didn't feel at home with my my aunt and his like and, and her fiance initially yeah but now I appreciate that they like me a lot but I'm still you know there's still a sense that she doesn't feel like she quite belongs and yep. and yes in in the hands of a book that was more interested in in building that theme. Yeah. I think the moment where she feels at home because she had a good smooch from this Italian <laughs> vampire boy would would hit a little bit harder. But, Andrew, yeah. I'm so glad that you reminded me that she's at her parents' grave because she just got ignored by Stefan yes. is upset. <laughs> I forgot that's how that worked. Yeah. But at one point her friends come up to to like talk to her about it and I had forgotten in the book by then mm-hmm. that it, she was there because she was upset about Stefan. So she's sitting yeah. by her parents' yes. grave and one of the girls says it couldn't have been that bad. And I was like, what <laughs> the hell? I was like, so f- like, and then she has no reaction like I expected mm-hmm. and says something like you weren't there. And again, I'm still thinking she's talking about our parents' the, death. I think Bonnie first, Bonnie the Druid first says, Druid. um, I'm so I'm so sorry about what happened, and then yeah, the, the other one is like couldn't have been that bad. Womp womp. <laughs> I truly, it was like a minute before I really got what they were talking about, and I was sort of what I was hoping again, hoping for something more than I got. But I was hoping Elena was going to be like, oh, I'm thinking that I'm really upset because he ignored me, but I'm actually just like transferring my feelings about my parents' death yeah. onto yeah. an event which yeah. I have done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And I, no, and I spend no. all my time in this bubble where everybody loves me and I don't have to think about like emotions mm-hmm. and the way I feel about anything. But then this one incident set me off and it's like it, it could be a little bit more than it is, I think. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the final like few dramatic beats of this book. I haven't really talked about home. Damon and the deal with him. Yeah, let's start let's start with Damon because then that'll take us through the the murder most foul and then <laughs> through to the cliffhanger ending. What do we think about Damon and th- this what? He seems can I, he seems like he's a more fun he seems like a more fun hang, uh-huh. honestly, uh-huh. than, than Stefan does. I really, really enjoy Damon. And this was another <laughs> thing I got excited about was like, oh, we're gonna have a vampire who's out here just killing people and he is not repentant at all. Yeah. And he's also gonna be a viable like romantic interest. He's not going yeah. to be taken completely off the table. And he has this line. And he, Stefan says to him, now that she knows what you really are, she'll fight you off. All she mm-hmm. feels for you now is disgust. Mm-hmm. Damon's eyebrows lifted. Does she now? <laughs> we'll see about that. Perhaps she'll find that real darkness is more to her taste than feeble twilight. Boom! I was like, so sure that was a Twilight reference. Like she yep. was sl- like dissing Twilight before I realized this was written first. I really thought this was her <laughs> doing a little shade. And you know, the fact that it's not is still excellent. It's just a really good, like, no, it's kinda, good. It's, you know, you burn him to the ground, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damon's fun. I mean, he's, he's a real creepo. Like he oh, yeah. sucks, but he's, he's, he's totally but he's, like hypnotized yeah. a, a guard to get into the gym at night. And he kills a dog, killed a dog. Oh my God. He kills the dog. I forgot. Yeah. He kills out that old blighter. dog. Yeah. Oh. And then God. he sneaks into her house when they do that dumb dinner spell dumb um, which i think i dumb think that i think the spell worked and they're gonna get married as we, because as we know lj smith got fired for writing about their love so Ooh. i'm pretty sure that this is gonna work out for the two of them mm-hmm. um and then yeah then he uh he comes to the halloween bonanza dressed as death Yes. I do wish, in general, I'd like to read more books that take place at Halloween that hold space for the people whose, like, costumes are just nerdy puns and stuff. <laughs> like, it's, every time it's in a book, it's like, and there were 40 zombies there and a werewolf. And it's like, no, what about, like, somebody dressed as Tony Danza, but they look, they, like, made all their clothes really small, so they're, like, tiny Danza. Like, what, like, where are those people? That's in no, this, that's good. That's, a visual pun can't be written in a way that's fun to read about. I don't think. Yeah, because like, you would have to write it like you just said it. Yeah, you, she walked into the gym and a guy was dressed like Tony Danza from Who's the Boss, a show that I was on before I Elena was born. Yeah, and he told everybody that he was Tiny Danza. <laughs> yeah. But look, Greg, we mean, all appreciate you in person, but no, we on like the page, it. it's not. It's not gonna I just well, think there okay, needs to be so like more like there, there was a there was a werewolf, a zombie, and like three Super Marios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, why do they all like have to be spooky? a guy dressed as Dan Quayle. You know, Ooh, God, yeah, like, kids love Dan Quayle. This is, <laughs> it's political commentary <laughs> from the Poli Sci Club. Um, but Damon shows up dressed as Death, boring, and uh, Stefan had convinced. 
the replacement teacher to get in the druid sacrifice booth. Mm-hmm. Right. Tanner. And, and everyone saw it. Yeah, so, this like coach was putting up a big fuss because he didn't want to get like fake blood on him. Yeah. Weird yes. weird motivation for him to like push back on this, but yeah. sure. Well this is and this is this is the weird history teacher weird who's history like, Oh, you teacher. don't you don't know everything about the Renaissance? You're an idiot. Mm-hmm. I'm smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that seems bad. great. That guy sucks. No, Mr. Cool I, I like this teacher because I had a music teacher named Mr. Tanner who uh, taught our music class. And on days when he did not feel like really, you know, putting in, put, giving it his all, we would play composer bingo. And anytime that uh, Richard Wagner came up in, in composer bingo, some kid in the class would say, oh, Richard Wagner. And Mr. Tanner would be like, it's Richard Wagner. And he would get so mad about it every time. And it was hilarious. Anyway, that's my story about my teacher, <laughs> Mr. Tanner. Shout out to all the Mr. Tanner everywhere. Yeah. Um, but Damon kills that guy. And, D- and does he do, he's trying to frame uh, oh, yeah. Stefan, right? Yeah. Okay. So he just like, like imposing... watches them have a fight and is like, all right, I guess this guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and he's also been like imposing the like brain fog on Stefan with his superior vampire powers this entire time to make Stefan feel like he's the one who's doing all these attacks. Yes. Yeah, yes. and that was and, what I was yeah. kind of unclear. Like if that was the only thing and it just happened to be somebody that it looked like Stefan had had a fight with, or if he was really like, oh no, I want them to like come after you. But because then Tyler, the attempted rapist who's at this event for some reason goes full Gaston and like whips up the whole town to find Stefan and they have to you know Stefan has to run away and then Elena goes and talks to him and that's when she learns that he's a vampire and (laughs) oh and side note Tyler's dressed as a werewolf and in the show he is a werewolf that's right yeah so I assume he will also be a werewolf in the books and that'll be a little bit of an inside joke on the reread for people yeah so Mm then with the Stefan and Damon fight happens and as we said Damon Damon like flexes by just like messing up a tree for a little while and then beats the crap out of out of Stefan Damon does sorry um it's weird yeah he just yanks it out of the ground and is like I don't know I just felt like ripping a tree out of the ground sometimes when you're super strong you feel like doing stuff that you don't know about this is the kind of stuff I do every day I don't even think about it (laughs) Damon rules do you even do you even lift Known murderer Damon owns. Um, and then, yeah, then he beats up Stefan. We don't really know what happens. And then they go to school the next day I... at the site of a gruesome murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody's given any time off. Nobody is like questioned by the police. It's a crime scene. Yeah. And then she storms out of class because she realizes that Stefan's in danger. Well, and, then, and this is after they have... They have supped at each other's uh, necks, right. and and she presumably has some kind of vampire powers. Even though to go full vamp, she would have to apparently be killed and then mm-hmm. like come back to life. Yeah, yeah. I also she gets assaulted by Tyler, and she says that she talks to the police about it, but nothing apparently ever comes she, of that. She there, there is not one line, yeah. like in the next chapter, where she's Uh-oh. like, "Oh, I'm not going to press charges against Tyler." It's oh, fine. I'd miss that. I also made a note that did the cops talk to Stefan, even though he basically broke like not that I'm saying that Stefan should be in trouble, but he did beat the crap out of Tyler. You'd think he might be called as a witness 
But maybe I mean, she's not pressing has, charges. It doesn't matter. Maybe he talked to the cops with his special vampire powers. You're and right. He was like, mm, yeah. You don't want to press charges. Have a donut. Wow. That part, that whole scene wasn't great for me. I think Stefan is really just, he doesn't like the cops. I like it. All right. A cab Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so whatever the, the boys don't like, we've really glossed over all of the scenes that are like the boys in the past sharing a girlfriend and she makes them both vampires. Oh and they yeah. Are God. mad about it. And now I straight up forgot that until you just mentioned it. 500 <laughs> years later. Cause she <laughs> can't make a choice. Um, that's, a, that's one of many incidents of like you did something stupid and the most obvious thing in the entire world happened as a result of it. Yep. <laughs> but then she's immediately like, oh, I made a mistake. I'm going to like immolate myself in the sun. And that shit yeah. is crazy. Maybe in a later <laughs> book it becomes clear that like actually Damon did it or something for some reason. But it's just it's yet another like I'm going to alter my entire life based on <sighs> nothing and a decision that I made in five seconds. From in the show, <laughs> like she's not actually dead and mm-hmm. she's like around as like, you know, kind of turning the corner to being an evil girl, which is great. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like maybe in this, she really did die. I don't know. But yeah, she basically just sees how the two, she, she says, I'm going to choose comes to each of them separately in the middle of the night. Yep. Gives them each her blood in this like highly intimate moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then meets them where she said she would to tell them who she's choosing. And each of them is smug AF because they really think they're the one. And yep. then she just drops it on them that she gave them both her blood and thinks they're going to be really happy about it. Yeah, she's like, oh, this will make you get along. You have to, <laughs> We're all going to be happy together forever so, now. So galaxy brain take, if she knows how the vampire stuff works in this world, mm-hmm. she had to make them kill each other to turn them into vampires. Mm. Like it was a plan. But why wouldn't she, she come back then and be like, ha ha, I gotcha, well, you idiots. I mean, not everybody who has a galaxy brain take has thought of the next step. <laughs> That's just <laughs> how that works. That's, yeah, the galaxy brain is kind of definitionally the last part of the, <laughs> the thought sequence. It's more of a nebula brain, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's the vampire, that's the awakening, the vampire diaries number one. Um, mm-hmm. as, as you said at the beginning, Natasha, she is upset. Elena is, and she runs into the cemetery and yells, Damon, and then that's the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Damon. Damon! Yeah, oh, she's like, oh, if he like did a... what I think, I'm going to kill him. And I was genuinely like, what do you think you're going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Because he comes up to her at the gym, and for a hot second, she's like, oh, oh yes, okay. Ooh. And... Finally has a moment where she's like, oh, Stefan is a guy that exists. I forgot. Mommy doesn't like. Yeah. (laughs) So I just, and he was about to turn her, right? Like he was unbuttoning her, her like shirt collar to bite her, to Mm -hmm. turn her in the gym, Mm -hmm. which truly Damon, you couldn't just pick like anywhere. Come into her bedroom at night. If you're going to be a creep, just do the thing. You know, because then it's then every time she thinks about being turned into a vampire, she's gonna think about the gym, which is not a it's not it's, it's not, not a very yeah no. yeah no. 
and how he snuck up on her in there. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> there is so much like so many weird choices in this yeah. that I don't really understand. And I have to assume are going to be like expanded upon later. Yeah. There's a lot of books. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to read any more of them, but I might read the Wikipedia summaries for a bunch of them. Okay. That's a really good call. Yeah. Or even uh, if, if Wikipedia does not have what I need, I will just like, type in vampire diaries dot like fandom dot whatever yeah <laughs> sometimes if you get a, an angry enough goodreads reviewer they will mm-hmm. summarize it quite a lot Ooh. for you oh yeah, yeah. That, that'll be but I, I bet i can find out what happens without having to actually wade through any more of this <laughs> <laughs> well uh this has been a pleasure uncovering one of the seminal texts of teen vampire uh dumb <laughs> vampire dumb that's the word I meant to say. Uh, you're, a, you're a teen vampire dumb. You know what I mean? That's not what I meant. That really felt like so purposeful. And I know it wasn't, but it did. Sometimes you find yourself at the end of a sentence without another word to say. Yeah. Uh, and then the sentence just kind of ends, much like this book. You know? I brought it back around. You did. That was good. You're welcome. <laughs> what a great way to close out the spookiest month of the year. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was delightful. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. We 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 have done it before. We'll do it again. Yes. It's always a blast. Yeah. <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.